What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back in the building. Wrestling with my thoughts times three. Kurt, Brandon, Ron, we are the fans bringing you the podcast about wrestling for wrestling fans. Hope everybody has had a great week. We were just talking amongst the three of us that this has been one crazy weekend. Here in Georgia, there was uh, quite a bit of bad weather on Thursday. Excuse me. And um, I would like to ask those of you. Uh, out there listening to please keep the people of uh, of Georgia in your thoughts and prayers. Um, there was a lot of damage across the state. I believe there was even, even some deaths in Alabama, uh, but there was just some really bad weather going on and the bad fortune has just kind of spilled over to the weekend. Brandon, how you doing, man? Um, I'm doing swell. How about y'all? Not swell. He is doing swell. <laughs> swell. Uh, What's going I'm on? I'm pulling that How word out for special occasions. I'm doing good. I just hope everybody is safe out there after these storms in uh, Georgia and Alabama because I know it was really rough and I know people, uh, a few people lost their lives. So uh, thoughts and prayers to their family. Yeah. yeah. Same. Same. And uh, while we're while we're on that subject, um, I want to send uh, our thoughts and condolences out to. Uh, Dustin Runnels, um, better known as Dustin Rose or Gold Dust, um, however you know him, um, his mom passed away this past week, and I believe the service was on yesterday. Um, so uh, thoughts and prayers going out to the Runnels family. Well, I don't know that she's a Runnels anymore since her and Dusty were divorced, but nonetheless, wishing uh, Dustin and his family um, our thoughts and prayers and hope that everybody has the peace that passes all understanding through all of this. So, gentlemen, this is going to be a little bit of a weird episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we have decided to forego all reviews, all good, bad, and ugly, all other other conversations about other things involved in wrestling because there is just too much going on with this situation involving Vince McMahon returning to WWE. Um, We talked about it a little bit last week. But after the show, it's like almost immediately after the show, here comes one thing, here comes another thing. And we're going to get into all that here in just a moment. But, um, Kurt, I just thought it was a good opportunity for us to sit back and really go into this because this, maybe I'm overstating it here, but my opinion is this has the potential to absolutely change wrestling as we have ever known it before. Don't you think? I agree. But, um, I was really surprised to see Stephanie step down and then there's just been so many moving parts this week. So, um, we'll get into it, but I I think it will be. Okay. And Brandon, um, you being the, the younger guy on the crew, um, WWE is probably what you know best. It's not to say that you haven't seen, obviously WCW, but, um, I'm pretty sure that your age group, WWE uh, was more on your radar than anything else. So this has all got to kind of be surreal to you, is it not? Uh, I wouldn't say surreal. Well, I mean, maybe it's just me because I'm like, I kind of saw it coming. Maybe not to this extent. Like, Kurt, I didn't see Stephanie. I didn't see Stephanie stepping down ever. I didn't, to be honest with you, I never saw any of the kids like moving away from the company. So that's like kind of the shocking part, but I—I I mean, I couldn't. For me, the word is not like really surreal. I put it that way. It's like yeah. you kind of saw it coming. Uh, for me, I mean, yeah, I think we all saw it coming in some way, shape, form, or fashion. 
I just don't think we expected shit to really explode like it has in the past week. Yeah, um, that's true. Because everything kind of happened. It, it happened like really, really fast. Yes, and like every day something yes, new like, happened. So. Yeah, man. Something different. Something new every day. And, you know, I started putting together this timeline because I wanted to make sure I had everything uh, as as in best order as I could get it when we when we sat down to do the show. But um, this has been going on since, um, well, the article that, that, that tipped everything off was June 15th of 2022. So this has been going on for over six months now. And I don't see... I don't see it into it anytime soon. Um, and we're going to get more into, into why I feel that way and why you guys feel the way you may do. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we purposely did not discuss very much of, of how we felt and what we speculate may or may not happen um, with everything that's going on with WWE right now because we wanted everything to be raw and fresh. No pun intended with the raw part, but we wanted everything to kind of be <laughs> fresh as we talked about it tonight. Because um, I'm 47, and I can remember watching wrestling when I was around, I was probably watching it before this, but six, seven years old. So you're talking 40 years of my life um, watching the wrestling business and watching it evolve, watching it go through the ebbs and flows. And I thought, honestly, I thought the purchase of WCW by WWE would be like the most crazy shit that I'd ever seen in terms of the business side of the business. Um, Kurt, did you ever think you would see anything like this going on? Like with all the craziness, I, I, it's not surprising to us that some of this is, has transpired, but this is just crazy. Is it not? No, it's very surprising. And I never thought I would see anything like this at, at all. Never. Yeah. I just, I mean, and, and when we get into some things, you but I do want to say one thing. I do want to say one thing, and I think, um, Ron, if since you have the timeline, I think if you can run the, down the timeline from um, day one up until now, I think that would be a good way to start. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to do. That's what I was going to do. Okay. Um, I forgot what I was saying now. Um, <laughs> right, no big deal, but, I mean, it's just – it's crazy. Um, so, as Kurt said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through this timeline um, – I'll keep it as brief as possible, but I told my two co-hosts, I hate saying the word co-host, y'all, I promise y'all I'm trying to get that out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. You know what you I, mean. I'm, uh, I'm going to try to keep this brief, but I told the both of these guys that I think this show is going to go over an hour and a half. Um, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but I just think there's a shitload of stuff to talk about. So, without... Any further ado, let's get it kicked off here with this timeline. All right. As I said, the Wall Street Journal reported on June 15th of 2022 that the WWE board of directors were investigating Vince McMahon over allegations of paying millions of dollars to former employees to keep affairs and alleged sexual misconduct quiet. Uh, these payoffs and NDAs, which are non-disclosure agreements, for those of you who don't know what NDA is, uh, date back to at least 2005, and at the time, it was believed the amount paid out was around $12 million. Um, that was as of June 15th. And it's also worth noting that, um, I, I brought this up last week, fellas, 
that Vince McMahon has been accused of rape before. And I'm going to get more into that. That's going to factor into this timeline as we go on. Um, but I know, I, I think it was, it may have been both of you, but Kurt, you said you weren't aware of that, that allegation, correct? That is correct. I did not know about that. Okay, yeah. So moving right along here, um, let's see. 2005, uh, McMahon is alleged, or McMahon allegedly coerced an unnamed female wrestler into performing oral sex on him. He continues to, you know, push up on her, you know, try to get her to, to do something with him again, but she keeps pushing him away or whatever. And for her efforts, she was demoted. And when it came time for her contract to be renewed, it was not. Uh, then in 2006, McMahon and WWE contra- uh, a WWE contractor signed an NDA for around $1 million after Vince allegedly sent her unsolicited nude photos. I didn't catch that through all of this. This man was pulling a Brett Favre and sending dick pics. Um, <laughs> unsolicited nude photos and sexually harassed her while on the job. Fast forward six years later in 2012, uh, there are, I'm assuming, sexual misconduct allegations made against WWE official John Laurinaitis, and that results in an NDA with an unnamed employee worth approximately $1.5 million. It was alleged that the employee broke off the affair with Laurinaitis, and as a result, he demoted her. Uh, it was also around this time that Laurinaitis himself was demoted from the uh, position of WWE Head of Talent Relations. Um, it's not clear whether his demotion was a result of this or it was just, you know, happenstance that it happened at the same time, but I'm going to guess it was because of this situation. Uh, then you have uh, 2018. Uh, the unnamed wrestler from 2005 and her lawyer reached a $7.5 million settlement with McMahon. Uh, 2019, an unnamed paralegal is hired by the legal department of WWE. This is the one that most everybody knows the most about. Um, the other ones everybody knows about, but it just kind of gets glossed over. And I think you'll see why everybody focuses on this paralegal, because that was really the springboard um, that, that really tipped all of this off. Do either one of y'all have any questions before I, before I start going on about this paralegal? Nope. No. Nope. Keep going. All right. Okay. In 2021, John Laronitis is rehired as WWE Head of Talent Relations. Uh, that was in March of that year. Uh, he served in that role from 2004 to 2012 when he was demoted for misconduct allegations. During 2021, there were reports out of the ladies' locker room regarding the favoritism that Laurinaitis was showing towards the quote-unquote divas from that divas era uh, over other more talented women wrestlers. The unnamed paralegal was promoted to the position of assistant to John Laurinaitis during this time. In April of 2021, the paralegal was promoted from assistant to Laurinaitis into a director position. Doesn't say director of what, uh, maybe I overlooked it, but into some sort of director position. Uh, this occurred around the same time as the first big wave of WWE talent cuts were made back in April of 2021. Remember, everybody lost their shit because they cut like 20-something people. Uh, then in... 
January of 2022, the paralegal, which who is still unnamed, uh, departs from the company. She does sign an NDA that keeps her from discussing the nature of the relationship between her and Vince McMahon, not Laurenitis. I'm sure he was included in that, but they specifically mentioned Laurenitis and, uh, when I was writing up this timeline. Uh, the NDA also prevented her from making any sort of disparaging remarks about him. I thought that was interesting. Like she couldn't talk about the relationship, but then she couldn't go on to a uh, show and talk shit about him either. Uh, March 30th of 2022, an anonymous person who claimed to be the friend of that former paralegal begins to send emails to the WWE board of directors providing details about McMahon's behavior regarding her friend, the paralegal. Uh, the first email claimed that the salary of her friend was doubled after the relationship with McMahon from $100,000 to $200,000 a year. It's also stated in the emails that Vince gave a quote here, gave, gave her like a toy, unquote, to John Laurinaitis. So apparently it was some ain't no fun at the homies can't have none sort of thing going on there. Uh, the anonymous emailer claims her friend quit due to being scared because McMahon and longtime uh, McMahon attorney, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, Jerry, Jerry McDivitt, <laughs> thank you. Uh, paid her millions to quote shut up so apparently the way they phrase that or just the way it happened she was kind of fearful just got the hell out of dodge uh april 2022 the wwe board of directors begins its investigation without making the investigation itself or the accusation accusations against john laurinitis and vince mcmahon public knowledge uh may 19th 2022 stephanie mcmahon announces that effective on may 20th she will temporarily be stepping down as wwe's chief brand officer citing her desire to spend more time with her family as her reason there seems to be some com conflicting reports and rumors or what have you about vincent's involvement in that decision um of stephanie stepping down i'm going to pause on that one for just a second um, I'm going to throw out a little bit of speculation here and we can, we can discuss it, but I'm going to throw out a little, little, uh, speculation here and say that Stephanie was trying to distance herself from all of this shit. It was probably embarrassing to her as his daughter. Um, not saying she doesn't love him, nothing like that, but I just think she was trying to distance herself from that and just get away from all of it. Um, do you guys have anything to say about that? No, I totally agree. And she's a woman, so she know how it feels to be um, targeted or mistreated, if if you will. Not saying she's ever been, but she can relate. So I definitely, I definitely think she, that's why she did. Absolutely. Yeah. Same here. And I, when, it, when it all went down, when it all went down, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, and, and not to stray too far off subject here, but I think this is the reason we as men need to need to pay attention to some of the things that go on because men definitely can have and sway influence over people in certain positions, men or women for that matter. But nonetheless, we're going to continue moving on here. Um, this is the statement that Stephanie uh, gave when she did step down or announced that she was stepping down. Um, quote, as of tomorrow, I'm taking a leave of absence from the, ma from the majority of resp responsibilities at WWE. 
WWE is a lifelong legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time away to focus on my family. It's funny how it's always about family. Uh, Easy out. Let's see. June 12th, 2022. The WWE Board of Directors receive a copy of the agreement the former employee, the paralegal, and McMahon signed worth $3 million from McMahon's, uh, from one of McMahon's lawyers. June 15th, 2022 is when shit hit the fan. The Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. uh, put out the report of the investigation and the allegations against Laurinaitis and McMahon. Uh, that report was written by Joe Palazzo. Let me rephrase that. Well, restate that. Joe Palazzolo and Ted Mann. Uh, the report stated the following. The WWE Board of Directors are looking into the NDAs signed by other former female WWE employees that cite allegations of misconduct by both Laurinaitis and McMahon. The number of NDA agreements at that time is not mentioned. It was either not disclosed or they just simply didn't know how many there were at that point. Uh, WWE Board of Directors note that McMahon used personal funds to pay the NDA agreements based on its initial investigation. A WWE spokesperson told Wall Street Journal that the company is fully cooperating with the investigation. The spokesperson also, let's see, the spokesperson also was sure to note that the relationships were consensual. WWE also sent out an internal statement to the employees that pretty much said the same thing that they said to uh, Wall Street Journal. It seems like they wanted to make perfectly clear that although these were uh, obviously some misconduct going on and, and some some sexual harassment within the workplace, that all the relationships allegedly uh, were consensual, which I don't know how that could be if there's sexual harassment allegations going on. So obviously, somebody didn't consent to it. Uh, where are we at? Um, we all know that... Uh, McMahon attorney, Jeremy, Jerry McDivitt, uh, he sent a letter to the Wall Street Journal to clarify or state that no claims of harassment have been made. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know he sent that letter until doing this timeline. But I think that's mm-hmm. a very interesting statement that there's supposedly no claims of harassment. Uh, the letter also states that, quote, WWE did not pay any monies, unquote, to former employee, to the former employee, the paralegal in question, upon her departure. Uh, the report also includes information that the three million agreement included one million paid up front and two million to be paid over the course of five years. Uh, both Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis declined to comment on June seventeenth, two thousand twenty-two. Two days later. WWE announced that Vince McMahon has temporarily stepped down as CEO and chairman of WWE during the investigation. Uh, Despite temporarily stepping down from those positions, he would remain with the company as head of creative. Uh, It is also announced that Stephanie McMahon would be returning to the company as interim CEO and chairwoman. This was before uh, Nick Khan got brought into the equation. This is when it got surreal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as the interim CEO and chairwoman. Later that evening, Vince McMahon McMahon appeared on Friday Night SmackDown. He delivered a promo 
but made no mention of the investigation. Basically, he was out there, and all he said was, then, now, forever, together, and walked off. Yep. That was, that was a night they made fun of him for jumping off the ring steps, right? That was on like Raw. He, like he was floating around or some shit. That was on Raw. But no, nah, that, oh, okay. that, that okay. SmackDown moment, that was a big, <laughs> that right. was a big letdown. I felt like they did that to get ratings. Uh, he was reportedly heard saying, uh, fuck him. With regards to the uh, with the Wall Street Journal and their article, as he went back to gorilla position after the promo, June twentieth, two thousand twenty-two. These things are popping off like day after day after day. Yep. Uh, Vince appears on Raw to cut another promo, but again, there was no mention of the investigation um, or the article, no mention of anything that's out there in the public uh, for discussion, which was probably smart from a legal perspective. Right. Uh, later that night, a memo was published announcing John Laurinaitis had been placed on administrative leave pending the conclusion of the investigation. Bruce Pritchard was then promoted to interim head of talent relations in addition to his duties as executive director of Raw and SmackDown. How has Bruce Pritchard not gone crazy in this time? That's a good question. That man is, who love him or hate him, that man is doing a lot right now. Uh, June 21st, 2022, at least five law firms announced plans to investigate WWE for potential violations of federal security laws, engaging in unlawful business practices, breaching fiduciary duties, and harming investors by pr providing misleading information. That's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know that there were people looking into other things going on, um, which makes sense because um, one of the bones of contention with him being Vince McMahon uh, doing this, even though he used personal funds, he failed to report it because it's kind of like um, when you travel for your job or whatever. You, you may spend your own money, but you got to tell the company that you spent it, and it was for company purposes. Right. So um, now, remember I mentioned the lady from 19, I think it was 85, 86? Mm. On June 27th, 2022, Rita... Chatterton, that's her name. She was the very first uh, female referee in WWF slash WWE history. But uh, she speaks to the New York magazine or the New Yorker magazine about her allegations of Vince McMahon raping her in 1986. She first so, uh, spoke publicly about the allegations in 1992 during an interview with Geraldo. Uh, because of the statute of limitations being expired and because WWE had that little legal problem with the federal government over steroids, nobody really paid a whole lot of attention to that interview um, with Rivera. Uh, but during the interview with the New York, uh, with the New Yorker, or with New York Magazine, whoever it is, I can't remember, uh, her story is corroborated by a former, former WWE jobber, sorry y'all, enhancement talent, um, by the name of Mario Mancini. Have either one of y'all ever heard of this guy? No. All right. I wouldn't know. Who so. is he? Uh, his real name is Leonard Enzatari. So, I mean, he legitimately, I guess, was a, a, a jobber at the time. Um, okay. I guess never did much of anything else. I guess he was maybe the, the uh, George South of the Northeast. Um, WWE had no comment regarding that article. And that same night, McMahon appears on Raw again, but all he does this time is interview John or uh, introduce John Cena. Interesting that he makes an appearance only 
to um to introduce Cena. I think this is McMahon's ego trying to let everybody know that this shit's not getting to him. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, I, you know, amongst the I guess the internet wrestling community, we were all kind of sitting back like this is basically Vince saying shit finna hit the bank, shit finna hit the fan, and bye. Like this is it. That's Method Man. And yes, and yes, his his his, his ego because basically he was getting on TV and just shooting, you know, shooting the uh, shooting them folks the bird like. Y'all can't basically y'all can't fuck with me. So yeah, as uh, as Method Man would say, shit is getting thick. Yeah, um, July, real thick. July eighth, two thousand twenty-two. The Wall Street Journal issues a second report regarding McMahon. Uh, the second report states there are allegations from two thousand five and its agreement in two thousand eighteen, two thousand six, two thousand eight, and two thousand twelve. It's not known if the investigation will include the 2006 and 2008 NDA agreements, but it's confirmed that the 2005 incident with the female wrestler performing oral sex on Vince is being included. Uh, More details about McMahon and the unnamed paralegal are revealed. Those details included how they met, that she never applied for the job that she got hired for. (laughs) Um, as well as allegedly she had no problems talking openly to her colleagues about the relationship with Vince. Wow. Um, the report also stated McMahon paid upwards of $12 million in NDA settlements. Um, and as we know, um, after that, it got up to what, around 19, 20 million, I think. Um, also on July 8th, uh, it's reported that a documentary about Vince McMahon uh, that was being produced by Netflix was thrown in the trash despite it already being in post-production and them mm. having spent millions of dollars on it. PW I was actually looking forward to that too. It would have been interesting because I think that was one of one of the few times that WWE gave permission for a documentary that they didn't have control over. So it would have been interesting, possibly. Um, PWI Insider or PW Insider reports that McMahon is quote unquote no selling allegations, the investigation, and the Wall Street Journal reports. Uh, fast forward to July, or again, wait, this is still on July 22nd, right? Oh no, July, fast forward to July 22nd, uh, 2022. Vince McMahon announces his retirement. Yeah, that's when he got real. <laughs> and Triple H is named EVP of Talent Relations. It's also announced that WWE Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan, no relation to Tony or Shad, uh, would be stepping in as co-CEO alongside Stephanie McMahon. Now, I think that is of a significant note because of what we learn later on um, about Nick Khan's uh, for lack of a better word, intentions for being hired or for being in the WWE. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, December 2022. Reports surfaced that McMahon allegedly told people that he'd be back with the company soon and that he had gotten bad advice. The Wall Street Journal reported, McMahon, quote, McMahon also has told people that he intends to make a comeback at WWE. According to the people familiar with his comments, 
he has said that he received bad advice from people close to him to step down. It's also reported that Rita Chatterson, we're not hearing her name a whole lot. Rita Chatterson, the one who actually accused him of rape in 1986, has demanded approximately $11.75 million in a settlement. Um, uh, I'm going to back up here. McMahon, blah, blah, blah. What was I going to say? Ah, the bad advice from people close to him. Who do you two speculate those people are? Brandon, what you got? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I think, I in my opinion, I think that will be the HR department and the legal team. I don't think it will be any like anybody like Stephanie or Triple H. I, and, and see, that's where I differ from, from you two. Um, I definitely, I think HR gave him the advice. <laughs> uh, that's well, a nightmare. But um, with him specifically, specifically saying two people close to him, I th- or not two, but people close to him, um, I definitely think at least one of those people were Stephanie. Um, I think she was like, look, go away, let this blow over. This is going to hurt the stock price. This is going to hurt this. This is going to hurt that. Please, Dad, just, you know, take a moment. That's just my opinion. Um, maybe, and, hey, maybe it was Shane. Could have been Shane, too. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. Shane, look, I, I talked a little bit about Shane last week. I got a shit ton of respect for Shane. Yeah. Because I think the reason, and this is pure speculation on my part, mainly because of all this shit that's come out. I think the reason Shane really got out, not only did he want to do his own thing, but he knew some shit was going on that wasn't good. Um, yeah. Just an opinion of mine. Then we have the day that shit uh, hit the fan. Uh-huh. January 6th, 2023. Vince McMahon returns as chairman of the board. And we're going to go a little bit more into that with an article here in just a second. But going down that timeline, what's going through your mind, Kurt? <laughs> Hearing all this shit. Egomaniac. That's what's going through my mind. Egomaniac. And he thinks that since it's been time has gone on, people are going to forget. They're not going to forget. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's just him, you know, being looking out for Vince as usual and not looking out for the company. And, and it's it's crazy that in this day and time, and Brandon, I'll get your opinion here in just a second. Okay. Um, I think it's crazy in this day and time, social media, of course, we're talking, we're going back to 2005. Social media wasn't what it was then, not like anymore. it is now. You had like MySpace back then and, and whatever, but. Going forward, like, everybody knows everything now. Why would you take the risk of that much money? And, like, a man, I said this from the very onset of all of this shit, for a man who has prided himself in making sure that his personal life stayed personal, his private life stayed private, his shit blew wide open because he's dropping millions of dollars somebody's going get, to get to raising some questions after that. Brandon, what do you think about all this? Um, having, you know, me having gone through that timeline, um, what are your thoughts on, on just everything about that? Um, I just kind of felt like, well, just listening to it, I just, I'm just like, the only thing I can think of, I'm like, this, is, this ain't nothing but art imitating life because I remember all of those old storylines where, mm-hmm. you know, he was cheating on Linda and, 
I even heard they was going to do a storyline where him and Stephanie had like a little love affair or something. That, they shot that. That was pitched. That was legitimately pitched. Stephanie was like, you know, she tried to say on, on a little interview, like in a political career. Like, I was like, no. But I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I know Stephanie was like, man, fuck no. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, this basically a lot of that stuff, because I know I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and they basically like, you know, Vince pitched ideas about shit that he liked or he found funny. And mm-hmm. I remember just looking at some of that stuff, especially when he was fucking around on nothing with Trish Stratus and all them, and had Stacey Keebler dancing on the table. He fell back in the chair and all this other shit. And I'm just like, it wouldn't surprise me if this was some stuff that was really going on back in that office because he's Vince McMahon. And you and like Kurt, like he's basically I'm like the guy's he's he's an egomaniac. He's a billionaire, and. To me, I'm like, how many of them billionaires and millionaires, you know, the old geezers or whatever, ain't ain't pulling no shit like that? And and, man, and eventually look, it was going. Eventually, I'm like, it's going to catch up with him. Now, I never thought that I would have seen the day that Vince McMahon would have stepped down or any of this. I thought I'd never see the day. I felt like, you know, I'm like Vince is sitting, Vince, Vince, a damn die in the ring before he let the company go to anybody, no matter what's going on. And, but um, I just, I just felt like, you know, all, all, everything finally caught up to him. But now, because this company is basically his baby, he's gonna bully his way to get back in. And you know, with the set, we'll get to the sale and everything in a minute. But like he was going, I'm like he was gonna find a way back in because this company is basically like his child. So, absolutely, absolutely, it is. It, it, you you bringing up the uh, the Trish Stratus um, interactions with Vince? There are a few things that make me cringe as much as watching that night where he had her barking in the ring and, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And look, man, I, I know it's all entertainment. You know, we watch movies where things happen and we don't bat an eye. So, you know, people make the argument that why should wrestling be any different? Um, I don't know, man. That's just a hard episode to watch nowadays. It was all right when I was younger because, you know, I'm like, well, it's fake. You know what I'm saying? That's all I remember, like, it's fake. But then I guess maybe because of the times that we live in now, and I'm watching this back as a grown man, I was like, that's fucked up. <laughs> because, yeah, and, and I mean, look, and, we, we all talk yeah. about we all talk about how sensitive people are now, and I, I, I agree that I think um, in, in a lot of cases, people take that shit way too far. But some of these things... Like they should have, <laughs> some should have never been. Should on have TV. never been on TV. Um, um, he, he did. Oh, and you know, not to cut you up, but he did it to Sable too. Yeah, he tried to manipulate Sable. The storyline, but he tried to manipulate Sable too. So, so on. Uh, well, Kurt, do you have anything to add before I move on to this article, and then we get into our <laughs> um, our personal discussions? No, go ahead. All right. Uh, on uh, January seventh. An article is put out on itrwrestling.com. I want to make sure I give them the credit for the article. The author of this article is Mr. James Holder. Uh, The title is Full Exchange Between Board of Directors and Vince McMahon Before WWE Return Revealed. All right. I'm just going to read the article. Uh, And what capped off one of the more remarkable 24-hour spells in WWE history, Vince McMahon returned to the company on January 6th. Okay, I I just read this, and it hit me. 
Does anybody see any kind of fucking irony that this happened on January 6th? I was going to bring that up earlier. (laughs) It never hit me until I just read the date. Yeah. Wow. Look, look, January, you know what? The last few years, January has been a hell of a month. I wonder (laughs) what this this January ain't really hit. Well, no. Well, we got what we got talking about now, but the last few January has just been been hitting. Not in a good way. A day earlier, it had been revealed that McMahon was taking steps to come back. Something later confirmed by the man himself. In order to facilitate his return, McMahon reinstated himself to the WWE's board of directors and took Michelle Wilson and George Berrios with him. Joe Ellen Lyons Dillon, who is J.J. Dillon's daughter, uh, Jeffrey R. Speed, and Alan M. Wexler were promptly removed from the board. What the hell just happened? Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, they were promptly removed from the board. They were followed out the door by Ignace Lahoud. I'm hoping I'm saying that name right. Please forgive me, Ignace, if I'm not. And Manjeet Singh, who resigned with immediate effect. It has been reported that Manjeet Singh was the lead investigator <clears throat> on the internal Vince McMahon investigation. So you can kind of understand why he wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, another topic here within this article. Conversations between Vince McMahon and WWE revealed. As part of a United States Securities and Exchange Commission filing, which confirmed McMahon's return, the initial letters exchanged between the former chairman and the company were revealed. The three letters span 11 days and see McMahon make his pitch to return to WWE. In a a letter dated December 20th, 2022, McMahon outlined his desire to return to the company in order to help facilitate a sale. McMahon stated that now that the special, special committee investigation has been publicly disclosed, unquote, WWE had, quote, unique, unquote, opportunity, excuse me, to maximize its value. He also pointed out uh, upcoming media rights negotiations. McMahon added that as a result, it was, quote, critical, unquote, excuse me, that he rejoined the board of directors as executive chairman, although he praised WWE's current management team. In a response on December 27th, WWE's board of directors highlighted the success of the company and an increase in the share price over the last year. The board also indicated that they would be happy to work with with McMahon, however, also expressed a desire to keep him away from the company. It was explained that while, that quote, while government investigations into your conduct by the U.S. Attorney's Office and SEC are still pending, unquote, his return would, quote, would not be prudent from a shareholder value perspective, unquote. I think that is very, very true. Uh, McMahon is facing uh, federal charge or federal investigation as well. So it, they, they make a very good point there. Uh, the final letter is from December 31st and finds Vince McMahon in fighting mode 
after seemingly being rebuffed. He opened by saying that it was, quote, disappointing, unquote, that the board had addressed his comments about, quote, maximizing shareholder value, unquote. McMahon went on to say that he would not support any negotiations unless he has, quote, direct involvement and input as executive chairman from the outset, unquote. McMahon claimed that there was, quote, no rationale, unquote, behind the board blocking his return, noting that it would actually be necessary. The former chairman said his plan was not, motiva- not motivated by self-interest, but, it, but that it would be, quote, improper, unquote, for the, prom- for the company to enter negotiations without full shareholder support. And in parentheses here, it says Vince McMahon is majority shareholder. This ties in with comments made in the Wrestling Observer newsletter where a source close to the situation said that WWE, <clears throat> that WWE's board had blocked a previous return attempt. And I didn't know about this until all this, until he officially came back. I didn't know there was a previous attempt. Um, this caused McMahon to seek another avenue to make a comeback via shareholders. This is where shit gets Machiavellian. At a meeting for employees after Vince McMahon's return, it was it was emphasized that he will not be involved in the day-to-day running of the company. Interestingly, there are already potential bidders showing interest if WWE officially goes up for sale. It has been reported that Saudi Arabia's public investment fund could be prepared to make an offer. And that's the end of the article. A lot to unpack with that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, but um, the, <laughs> the, the reason I said that, that the, the real Machiavellian part of it, the, the sneaky art of war type shit going on with Vince, he's like, okay, you guys won't let me in and I ask nicely. I'm going to huff puff and blow your house down. I own all the majority stock, bitches. I'm coming back whether you like it or not. I was just trying to be polite. Mm-hmm. So he goes kind of, he really doesn't go around the board, but he uses his stroke of of being the 80-something percent shareholder in that stock. I don't, I'm not an, uh, a good businessman. I'll, I'll be the very first person to admit that. I do what I can, but I'm not a very good businessman. I, I can't help but think that aside from this being, as Brandon said earlier, the WWE being his baby, I can't see anything other than Vince McMahon, even though this was a publicly traded company, it's still mine, and don't you forget it. Would you of not course. agree, Brandon? I agree 100, 110%. What about you, Kurt? You you think this is something that... that he did, per- uh, yeah, I guess purposely, um, if something should ever happen where anybody tried to oust him, they couldn't do it because he owns the majority of the shares and owns, owns by that, owns the majority voting power. Absolutely. And I also think that he used the um, potential of the sale to come back to help put the company in position to have a better sale. I think he used that to his advantage as well. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's- 
let's dig so into this. this. Yes, yeah, so this is my whole take on it. In my opinion, he will never sell that company unless he's dead. I think he has no intention to sell that company to anyone. Okay. So do you think um, the the rumors of uh, and him saying it outright is just the ploy maybe to drive up stock prices? Yes, and, and to put him back in power to where he can be involved at day to day. Okay. All right. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think Vince would even consider for one second selling WWE? Hell no. <laughs> why would he? And why should he? Well, I mean, is he is? I can Come I on. can think of six. No. I can think of six billion dollars, or I'm sorry, that's, six billion reasons why. That's but that's but that's fine. But still, that company. That there is no way. As long as Vince McMahon is still breathing on this earth, there is no way we're going to associate. Uh, the WWE and Vince McMahon is not going to be a part of it in some type of way. Even if he does sell it, he's still going to have some type of control over it. And it's yeah. not about the money. It's, it's not, not about, about the money. money at all. Like you don't, Vince McMahon don't give. If if it was all about the money, he'd have sold the WWE a long time ago. Well, I, I won't say it ain't. It ain't about the money. It's not because, because it's not about money. He he padded those, those stock uh, advantages for a reason. But, but um, listen. Listen, hold on, Ron. Listen. This is one of those things that go beyond. We all have something in our life that is like, it is not worth, we'll never get rid, it's not worth the money. This is ours. The WWE belongs to Vince McMahon. There is no way, as long as he's still breathing or is still in the right, somewhat in the right frame of mind and in good health, that he is going to get rid of this company. That could, because that, Because look, if he really wanted to get rid of the company, when he end up having to step down and relinquish control, he probably he would have like we've been saying for the last couple of weeks. He need to go somewhere and sit down and enjoy his grandkids and all that. He can't do it. There's no way his life is his life is that company. His life is that company. That is his whole entire life. There's no way, and I'm just putting myself in his shoes. Kind of, there's no way that I'm going to sell something that has basically been my life for fifty plus years. Probably more than that. There's no way. It's not enough money you could give me to let this go. No, at all. It's not about it's not enough it's not, money. It's not about the money. Tri- I, I don't care if you gave me a trillion dollars. This is the one thing that I can say. Brandon, Brandon I'm, I'm sorry. I got to call bullshit. I think if somebody gives you a trillion dollars, you were like, "Yep." I was exaggerating. <laughs> well, of course, I was exaggerating a little bit. But no, but I make so a joke. So just think about this. We, Ron, you and I, we're parents. Is there any amount of money that you would part ways with your son? That I would part ways with my son? So yeah. somebody, oh, oh somebody yeah, you mean Vince, Vince looking at WWE as his child? Yes. So if somebody, well, in I other mean, words, if to, somebody to, offers you a trillion dollars, would you sell your to, son? To answer that, no, but I don't also compare my son to a fucking company. But that's what <laughs> he looked, but we, we talking about, that's what Vince looks at the WWE as. That's his Like child. one of his kids. That's his best. This, I, I built this. This is my baby. He's not going to part ways with that company at all. I don't believe it. And then, and then on top of that, his dad owned the company. If, yeah. like, if if Vince McMahon sold this company, his dad roll over in his grave. 
And you, and we all know how much his dad meant to him. His dad would roll over in his fucking grave. So it's like, not, not only I, that, I, I just, I, I just so. think, I don't, think I don't so. think so either. I, I don't think so either. I think Vince just is ego maniac, and he looked at that company like this is my baby, and he's not gonna part. They're gonna have to pry his dead hands from it. He's not gonna sell that company. He's not. I don't. I don't think Vince. I don't think Vince Senior would roll over in his grave because Vince Senior no, absolutely, absolutely hated what Vince did with the company. He did. He hated oh, he it. Now, yeah. now to be fair, he didn't get to live long enough to see what it became, and I'm sure his Shit. I'm sure his tone would have changed at that point. Just That's like wrong. just like Oli's tone changed real quick when he found out that he fucked himself by saying that to McMahon, but. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was. That was what I was. That's what I was kind of getting at. Like you know, if um, because there's still a lot of stuff that I don't know with the interaction between Vince Junior and Senior. But I'm like, if Vince Senior could have seen what the company became and what wrestling became and all that, maybe his ch- his tune would have changed a little bit. But then again, he you no, know, he was old school. So now, I yeah, I don't. I don't think his father would be happy with how the company before, worked. I don't think he, at all. Before I give my opinion on the sale, no sale, or whatever, um. The, the whole story behind him selling that company to Vince, um, it, it's a little bit of a crock of shit anyway, because he, he really didn't sell it to him per se. On paper, he facilitated the sale, but um, he thought that Vince was going to continue to run it the way it was being ran. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was more or less kind of like, here you go, son. I'm, I'm, I'm riding off into the sunset. Here you go. Um, because it, 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 I forget how it went, but the money that, that Vince paid for it was money that he got from the something like this, something crazy. But anyway, to on to my opinion about the sale. Um, I 100% believe that Vince McMahon would sell this company. Will he? I don't know. But I, I definitely believe that he would if the offer was right. Um, I just I don't see a reason not to. Um, it, it's seventy seven, and, and look, I, I respect everything you two just said. I agree with you that that company is his baby. That company is is has been his lifeblood for forty plus years. But I think he's at a point in his life. He's still an egomaniac. We we see that playing out right before our eyes, but. I think I think it's one of those situations where he gets to ride off with in, in the sunset with a fistful of dollars like Josie Wells and count his money all the way to the bank because here's my prediction and we'll we'll, we'll get into that here in just a second as well when and if he does sell that company I don't see WWE being in existence and being the force that it is now, past five years. And so let me piggyback on that. And that's the reason why he is not going to sell that company. He sees it's the same thing you just said. He sees that and knows that. I, what's the motivation for him selling? He don't need no money. No, but, well, he, he don't need any money. And you're right. He doesn't. And, and you, he's and you just, you just, and you just, that money. No, he's not. No, he don't need it. No, he's not. You just you you, no. you just made a perfect point about if he sell it, it won't be existing in five years. He knows that. 
But if I'm sit if I'm sitting on six billion, he don't care about. It's not about the money. It's not about money. What what's his what's his bottom line always been? What's the tagline that he used there? For that, a while? That's that's TV. That's what, on nah, TV. That's his, that's his real shit. It's what's no this, man. The business. No. What's, you just what's la- laid it out. But you just what's best for bro. business if I keep my company and I make sure it be around while I'm alive. Because he knows, just like you said, if he sell it, it would not be in existence for the next five, ten years. It, there is no more WWE. It's gone. It's going to turn into TNA Impact. It's, it's gone. And he knows that. If you know it and I know it, he knows it as well. But Okay, so so why why hire J.P. Morgan? And, just and, to, and just, I'll get in on in the Tony Khan to, to put to 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 make to put a ploy back out there like he really gonna sell it to put himself back in power. But he's already back in power. But it, it just put it back in in the spotlight. That's what I'm saying. He's not, they that people they companies do that all day. Okay, let's put some fillers out. Let me hire this company to see what we can sell it for. Make the company numbers go up. Make the stock go up. Now I got more money, but I had no one chance on selling the company anyway. Right. Okay, and I hear that, but he's already back in the spotlight. He's already back in, in 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 at the head of the table, so to speak. He hasn't let Nick Khan go, and I guarantee you, he has absolutely zero uh, desire to remove Nick Khan from that CEO position. I guarantee you, he does, he doesn't rem- remove him from that. Now, with mentioning Nick Khan, some interesting things have come up in the last few days, and and. Uh, I'll be fully transparent with the listeners and you too as well. Um, I read up on it after the fact, but I had no prior knowledge of this. But allegedly, the reason Nick Khan was hired was, was to sell the company. Was to work up to selling the company. What, Correct. What better time to sell the company when all this bullshit's going on? But that's in, that's in Nick Khan's best interest because Nick Khan is looking to get, if they sell it, $50, $60 million. He, so look, he definitely want to make them sell, but look, Vince is not uh, selling that company. A podcaster that we both know and love said that, that Nick Khan stands to make more than AEW's TV rights are. Yeah, and they make $45 million a that's, year. That's a shit ton of money. But They make $45 million a year. Um. I just I don't see any reason for him not to sell the company. Well, what's the reason for him to sell? He's not he don't need the money. He doesn't need the headache either. It was the headache. Hey, what's the headache? This is what this is what what's Vince does do. Because what's okay, the this is life. This is what he can Vince sit back do. and let he can sit back and let everybody who he's put in charge run it. There is no headache. Okay. But you and I both know, and, and, and Brandon too, we've been watching long enough to know Vince McMahon's not going to sit back and let everybody do. And that's why he's not going to sell it. I think that's why he <laughs> is going to sell it. I don't think so. He's not. He loved this, man. This is what he loved to do. Vince is not going to sell. The only way Vince is going to sell this company is if his health, he know that his health is getting ready to decline. He can lose his mind and everything else. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just let it go ahead and ride on off into the sunset or whatever because there, I, there's no way. I'm not in my right mind to where I can control this anymore. Even if he, even then, I still even, don't think he would sell it. But I, think he he, would, he, I think he would die before he sold that company. I agree. 
That's the only scenario that I can see him actually trying to yeah. sell that company. I, I feel mean, like he'll probably, he'll, probably, he'll probably mess around and sell that company to Triple H before he sell it. Listen, company. he would yeah. die. Nah, he would die no. and wheel that I'm, company I'm to the shears. No. He is he, not he, selling he, that he, company. He, now, I do think that he would rather take a bullet to the brain than give that, that to anybody who doesn't have the name McMahon. And that's why I said... I say he will will it to his kids. He's ne- he's not selling that company. Well, I, I don't knows. believe that. Why one bit? Allegedly, allegedly, Shane has has sold all his stock. So Shane doesn't have. If those rumors are true, Shane doesn't have any voting power. Um, now, sure, Vince can leave him something. Can will him something? Absolutely. But as of right now, from what I understand, Shane has no skin in the game whatsoever. Now, I believe that. Yeah, Shane didn't want whatever was going on behind the scenes. Shane ain't want no. Shane ain't want no part of this shit because that that the way he left the company and 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 that does still kind of fit into what's going on now. The way he left, he didn't leave on good terms with his dad. His dad's like, "Look, you're being a pain in the ass right now. Go home." And and it's all in the same. And remember, this all in the same year because right after he he did he went did that he did the Royal Rumble and then come to find out the other day found out. He got paid almost eight hundred and fifty grand, yeah, for doing that one appearance in the Royal, in the Royal Rumble, getting eliminated, and then the next day, the next what, the next week, the next day, he was gone. Yeah, they, it was they, like they, that. They, because, and I don't know, none of us were in that room, but uh, the rumor was that people thought Shane was trying to put himself over. Uh, I, based on what I heard everybody say, and everybody was saying that Shane was trying to put himself over, even with them saying that, I saw it as him trying to drum up some sort of storyline shit. Him being the prodigal son returns or whatever. But, you know, so coming coming back to the sale, there's somebody's name that we have not mentioned throughout all of this. We talked about Shane, we talked about Stephanie, we talked about Triple H, we talked about Vince. What do you think is going on in the mind of Linda McMahon right now? First, of all, look, before, before, before you answer that, <laughs> before you before you answer that, or go any further answering that, do you think they're still married? They are married on paper, but if you listen to Vince, uh, I mean, not, I'm sorry, Jim Cornette years ago, they haven't been married married for years. Yeah, yeah. She lives in Florida. He lives in Connecticut. And it's like, you know, do whatever you want to do. Hey, Kurt, they got an open relationship. Basically, because it's like, <laughs> it's, the whole thing is like, I'm not going to divorce oh, her. You ain't, I know why you did that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to divorce her. Um, she's not going to divorce him. It, 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 yeah, it, 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 no no, it makes no sense. Well, I will say for her, she stands, she stands to come off looking pretty good in the pocketbook if she if she were to push the issue, given all of this shit. I um, she but she's around to enjoy it. Yeah, she's not going to push that. They, they, they've had this agreement for over 10, 15 years now. That would be There's no reason to rock the boat. That would be interesting. Right. I wonder if they do have a, a prenup of some sort. That would be interesting. That's a good enough. question. That would That's be. a good because, question. I mean, she was with him, you know, before anything jumped off, really. And yep. she was with him through, like, if what everybody says is true, they were damn near close to going out of business in the 90s. Yeah. I thought it was in the 80s. 
No, no, this was the nineties. This was the nineties. Yeah. I'll tell you how. I'll tell you how. How much this will drive home to you? How you know? Not that far long ago it was. It was right before the Attitude Era. Yep. They were take. They, about, they but, were in such dire straits with finances. They took the water coolers out of Titan Towers. Oh damn! So and that's um, when they. I just remember. So that's when they cut um, J.J. Dillon. They cut everybody's salary. Yep. And J.J. Dillon, that's when he went back to WCW because he was like, I can't take that pay cut. Yeah, because yeah. uh, one of his kids um, had special or is special needs. Yeah. Um, so let, let's um, – oh, shit, I just had a thought process here and just lost it. God damn it. I hate it when it happens. I hate getting old. Um, but it's just – it's interesting, man. Um how all of this is playing out. Do you see Stephanie coming back? I do. You do or do not? I do. Okay. I, I, I see I her just, coming I, back. I just didn't miss, I just didn't hear you clearly. That's all. Yeah, um, I see her coming back. What do you think, Brandon? You think she's coming back? I think Stephanie's gonna render run taking over that company. Whenever, I, I think um, if whenever, anybody whenever, does. whenever it all goes down with Vince, I think that Stephanie's she's gonna take a little break right now. And I think that, because, you know, there's other, of course, there's other things that she want to do, and that's fine. Go take care of your girls and do the, all the other stuff that you want to do. But I think when it goes down with Vince, if Vince is no longer with us, whenever that day comes, I think Stephanie's going to take over that company if he doesn't sell. I agree. I agree. And, and and the real, the real uh, uh, thing is, like, I think with the exception of Triple H. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. I don't think Triple H is poor by any stretch of the imagination. But none of them have any reason to continue doing this. I mean, they, outside, love, they it. love it. They love it. They love it. Triple H is, we all know Triple H, how much love, Triple H loved the wrestling and, business. And, they all, and, they love it. This is a part and of And I life. agree with you because for all the knocks that, that all three of us could probably give Triple H for some of the things he's done over the years, at the end of the day, he's a wrestling guy. He's not sports yeah. entertainment. He's a wrestling, he's a wrestling guy. And that's why I like him. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, there's some things I don't and I appreciate like about what him. he's done. I, I will say that. I will say that the, the the product does look more coherent. The bloodline. I don't know how much push or pull or input he has on that, but the bloodline is phenomenal. Um, so they're they're moving in a better direction. Now, let's 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 set aside everything we just talked about. If they do decide to sell this company. Brandon, who do you think they sell it to? Disney. Okay. Why so? And, and not not that I not that I challenge that. I'm just asking what what are your thought processes behind it? Well, to me, I'm like, who first of all, if you sell it to the, the Saudi if you sell it to the Saudi Arabians, there'll be a revolt. That don't make any damn sense. I think that um, as far as like production and everything, I think like Disney Disney is pretty much the top of the line. And as far as like you already already got automated television rights and all that, so built in. So the only thing that will probably happen is you know you're not going to have um, like your Monday Night Raws and everything on NBC Universal networks anymore. They'll you know start probably you'll probably end up having wrestling on ESPN back on ESPN and all that. So I mean you know just as far as the money and production and you know, just kind of making sure everything, because, you know, they already kind of participate in it anyway, so they're familiar with it. So I just think that, you know, if, if it does, if it, 
does come down to it, Disney will be a no brainer. Um, that's the only, that's the only other entity that I could think that I would know that they will probably take care of it. Yeah. Kind of. Um, I don't see anybody else doing it. I don't see, I don't really see too many other people that really have the money to buy the WWE because it's such a huge thing now. So, and I think we may be having some technical difficulties with Kurt. God damn it. I wish we could have got one episode with no technical difficulties. Oh, um, Lord. I'm here. What's going on? Okay. Okay. I, I, I thought you were, I thought you were saying that you, uh, that you, you didn't hear us or whatever. No, no, I'm here. Okay. So, uh, I, I'll, I'll let Kurt give his opinion first before I address what you just said, Brandon, about Disney. Um, Kurt, okay. if, if they do sell this, um, who do you think is the buyer and why? I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't. I have no opinion on it. I think what Brandon said might be the best option, but I, I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, and that's a fair answer. That's a fair answer. Um, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate all the way around. That blonde hair and blue eyes is really showing up on me today. Um, mm -mm. There's a little inside joke for people that may not get it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, playing devil's advocate, I think it would go to Comcast Universal. Um, the only thing that Disney has right now that I'm aware of is the rights to broadcast Fox. Well, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because they're not tied in. Never mind. I, I, I completely misspoke there. I, I got my companies confused. Um, but every, the person or the entity holding all the cards, if you will, is NBC Universal. And that whole conglomerate that Comcast, I think it's actually Comcast now. It's not NBC Universal anymore. Um, yeah. They hold all the cards. They've already got the network. They own the network. Um, they already have Monday Night Raw. Uh, by virtue of the network, they already have all the video libraries and Comcast. Uh, I haven't looked at any numbers, but I think Comcast is doing a little bit better than Disney in terms of money. Um, I think that production, <sighs> I think that production Comcast would be a better bet. Um, so Comcast owns USA? Yeah. Well, NBC did, but Comcast owns NBC. Yeah, Comcast yeah. owns like... I didn't know that. Yeah, Comcast owns like fucking either. everything. I did not know that Comcast... I didn't know that Comcast owned NBC. Now, now, you feel free to double check me. I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, Comcast owns NBC now. Or NBC Universal, whatever that was before. They bought it. Um, so I think that just by virtue that they hold all the cards and there's a longer business relationship there with with that group of people. Well, maybe not that same group of people, but that company at least. Um, that's not to say that Vince couldn't have, you know, made better uh, dealings with somebody at, at Disney. Um, I would hate to see it go to Disney because then I think it becomes a, a shit show, a, a complete and absolute shit show. So um, I think you no, know, I think it's NBA, NBC Universal. They is Comcast is just a division of it, but NBC owns it. 
I, you may be right. I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but I think it's the no, way I, I just I just put I just put it up on the internet. Okay. So it says USA, NBC Universal Television and Stream Division of Comcast NBC Universal. So NBC owns it. Okay. Huh. Well, I'm on then. I didn't I thought it was uh I thought it was just the opposite. Well, damn it, man. <laughs> well, anyway, either way, I, I still think that uh, NBC or whoever holds all the cards because they already essentially already have everything. Because if Disney does buy WWE, they get Raw, they get SmackDown, um, they don't get the network. So how do you, uh, do they, how does that I work though? That would be interesting. That would be because if I'm not mistaken, they own the network now. It's not that they're just facilitating the streaming of the network. I thought they bought the network from from McMahon. Who? I, could, I could even be wrong on that. No, Who? they well, they you know uh, the WWE always had a relationship with NBC anyway. Yeah, going yeah. all the way back to Saturday Night's main, uh, main event with Dick Eversall and them. So. When it, uh, when NBC finally got their own streaming service and all that, um, I think that it was like a kind of a way for, uh, the network to be paid for and it not comes directly out of the WWE pocket. Because remember that, remember they were, um, depending on people to subscribe to the network to watch the pay-per-views and everything just so the wrestlers could get paid. And so I think it made more sense to kind of say, well, I guess in the way they did sell the network to NBC because now, you know the W. You know basically it's not coming. All of this revenue is not coming straight out of the WWE pocket anymore. They got somebody paying for it. Um, as far as the Saudi Arabian uh, interest possibly in, in purchasing WWE, I don't see that happening because, um, yeah. I, again, I'm I, I don't have a very high business acumen, but um, I think that would have to clear a whole lot of thresholds before it could be facilitated. Right, um, just because it's a foreign entity, um, especially since it's Saudi Arabia, given some of the human rights violations they've got going on, um, that would still have to be approved, I believe, through the Security and Exchanges Commission. Um, that is because it, because it is still a publicly traded company, which brings me to another set of scenarios. What do you think about Vince McMahon saying, fuck y'all? I'm buying it all back, and we're going private again. I can see that. I could too. I could too. Yeah, so can I. The 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 only thing about that is, um, I just think that we are at a point in our society that I, I don't think it would be a return. I'm not looking to go back to the attitude era necessarily, uh, and I think that's what most people think of me, you people like me, you and Brandon. That if it ain't the attitude era, or if it ain't if it ain't Jim Crockett promotions, we don't want to see it. And that's just, that's total bullshit. That's not, that's, or at least I don't think that's any of the three of us. But, no, that's definitely not me. Yeah. I, I just think that, um, there's, there's the only so, way, so. the only way I think you would get a good, what we would call a good wrestling show out of that is if they went not in the terms that most people think of it, but if they went independent, because they're not going to be able to put certain things on, on national television anymore. 
Yeah. So one thing I do want to. So you're right, Ryan. Comcast does on NBC Universal. <laughs> Strike one for Ryan. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're right. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy. Learn something new. Learn something new every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not know that. And I didn't either. I don't. I, don't, I haven't. I haven't been a Comcast subscriber in years. So now I, I'll go I, going way outside of the wrestling confines. Um, that we we kind of hold ourselves to on this show. Y'all do know that there's only like a handful of companies that own all of the media and television companies in this in this on this earth, right? Yes, I, yeah, yeah, like, I think there's. I legitimately think there's like six. I don't think it's that many. The one, the one I know off the top, the one that I know off the top of my head is Viacom. Yeah, Viacom, Viacom owns every damn thing. Yeah, yeah, Viacom, yeah. and I think now, he still got hey. Tom Warner still in play. No, Tom Warner is now Discovery something. Okay, yeah, so yeah Tom, Discovery. Tom Warner no, no longer exists. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Tom Warner actually hasn't existed since AOL bought him. They were at that point. They were AOL. Well, it was still Time Warner, but it was AOL and, and Warner mainly. Turner was just in there for the name. They screwed. They screwed Ted bad, from what I understand. They did. They, they sure did. did. Golly. So, um, but yeah, man, I like it. That's a whole other show. Say what? I said that's a whole other show. Yeah, and we ought. To, you know what? We ought to look at that one day. Um, go back and look at some of the things that happened. Um, if you guys haven't already, I'm going to plug Guy Evans' book, Nitro. Check it out. Um, that will give you um, a whole different – it may not change your outlook on how things change, uh, turned out for WCW, but it will definitely give you some food for thought about what happened. It doesn't take any of the blame off of Bischoff, but I think it it does let you know just in a lot of ways how – um, how tied up he was and what he could and couldn't do because he was he was thinking he still had uh, Ted Turner as his ace in the hole as he said a, a lot on his show um, and that just turned out not to be the case uh, but I don't think anybody knew that until it was too late for Ted so and just looking at the uh, internet Viacom is no longer um a company is they were bought merged with CBS Corporation in 2019. Made of Shit. Paramount. There's Paramount yet now. Yeah. Shit. Man. Wow. We we are in we are in a whole different stratosphere than them, and not the good way. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um. All these mergers. Mm-hmm. Before long, we only gonna have before long. We only gonna have like one cell phone network, yep. one internet, one <laughs> yep. everything. Um, but yeah, no, I, maybe I think two. I think all of this we said it, we kind of said it at the beginning of the show. Um, that however this turns out, it's going to change the landscape for wrestling. Now, how how much and whether that change is good or bad remains to be seen. But I think all of this changes the landscape of professional wrestling. Do you do you two agree with me on that? Yes. I agree. Yeah, I just there's just too much at play right now, man. And and the thing I, I need to do more reading on the uh, the federal investigation on 
uh, McMahon in terms of, uh, I don't know if that would be considering misappropriating funds. I don't know because they were personal funds and I'm not smart enough to understand how all that works, but um, it is going to be interesting to see how that goes. Now, Kurt, you talk about being. So, the, so the one thing I did think about is I think that's the one smart thing he did do to pay it from his own personal money and not involve the company money to where you can't hold the company liable because he paid out <laughs> his own funds. Yeah. But I also think that he, in my opinion, this is my opinion, is um he was wrong. And he knew he was wrong. That's why he paid it out of his pocket. Yeah. Yep. And well, and, and but the, the the bad thing is, even though he paid it out of his pocket, he still has to report that. And that's that's what gets the 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 Security and Exchange Commission involved and the Feds involved is because he, if I understand, and this is all based on what I've heard, um, the co-host of one of our other favorite podcasters say. Um, that's what the problem is for for that part of it, um, because he failed to disclose that. That's where he, I guess, broke laws, or at the very least, you know, walked up to the line just before crossing it, or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't either. To be perfectly honest with you, Kurt, um, I just know uh, some of the stuff I've heard. Um, I, I just know that. This past week has been like boom, 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 one thing after another with uh, with WWE. Now, one last thing I kind of want to wax philosophical about is, and we know it's not going to happen, so you don't even have to say that. Should Chad and Tony Khan pony up the money and vent sales to them? What do you think would happen to WWE if the cons were to purchase it? Hmm. I thought about it because I saw, you know, a lot of online this week saying that they, they, they was in the run for buying it. If they were smart, I would buy it and leave it as a separate company. And then we just have our interactions on matches but I wouldn't merge them together. Yeah, and, and and that sounds eerily similar to what we thought about WCW being purchased by WWE. I, yeah, um, but Vince was never going to let that happen. And I, I, I think agree. Tony doesn't have. I think Tony does have ego like that, and I think Tony would just have like a, the inner company matches and not try to just destroy him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like y'all remember when I brought up. We could have had like a super WrestleMania for real, WCW versus uh, WWF and all that, and do interpromotional matches. Yeah. If the cons mess around and buy this thing, and if they do the right thing, in my opinion, and that is leave the WWE where it is, you just own it. Leave AEW where it is, you just own it. At a certain time of the year, around this time of the year, which we are in Royal Rumble slash WrestleMania season, Begin letting these, or at least around the big shows. Let's start, you know, now we can start having some of these real life dream matchups and dream, but, you know, hopefully you put the right people in place to do it the right way, the correct and, way. At, at the, and and I, would a, a big, I would build to a show where I would do a, showcase I would do the more, best talent. I would do more than one show a year. If I were, I would do it throughout the year. Right. At, at the At the risk of sounding like an asshole. 
Brandon. What dream matches are there? I cannot think of one dream match between anyone in AEW. And no, anybody. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speaking like specifically like as far as today, because as the wrestling business go on, you're going to have new superstars oh, okay. coming in and out. Okay. Yeah. And that's like I said, I, I wasn't necessarily trying to be an asshole, but I, I, yeah. there was no other way to say that. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't see a scenario where the cons get their hands on it. Um, I can, I can see Tony and his dad possibly making a bid. Um, but I think Vince would laugh at him and shoot him middle finger. Yeah, I do. I agree. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Um, and I, I don't think, I don't think they have enough money for him. Well, I think they do have enough. I money. I was about to say, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I'm saying for him. I mean, I agree. They got the, they got the money, but Vince is gonna be like, hell no. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Vince, Vince it's just like, like it's just like me. It's basically it's like it's just like me selling my shit to Ted Turner. Hell no. Gonna <laughs> be like Ezel. I want a thousand dollars. Oh man, it, it would be interesting. Um, in in all my forty, like I said at the beginning of the show, in all my my forty seven years, man, I I thought that the the purchase of WCW would would be like the most oh shit thing we saw along these sort of same terms. Um, yeah, WCW bought UWF, but UWF really wasn't competing with anybody at the time. And that that, that was that. That was nothing. Yeah, was and, nothing. and and it actually hurt WCW way more than it helped them. Um, they got some good talent out of it, but I think overall it just it was a bad move. Uh, but I agree with you, Kurt. It was that was nothing, and this is nothing compared to Vince going around and and cherry picking talent, and then eventually buying out other promoters. Um, uh-huh. It's nothing compared to that. Um, and, and to me, um. And I know we've said it before. That that to me is where we kind of lost our wrestling. Um, it's not to say that nothing's been good since then, but we always hear it that competition is better for everybody. And I just think when there's only there's really only one game in town. Yeah, yeah. AEW comes on every Wednesday, and they do respectable numbers. That's that's something else I want to mention to you guys. Um, in the vein of us wishing to to turn this into um, a revenue stream, because let's be honest, we enjoy doing this, but all of us want to get paid from doing it at some point. Um, I think we might want to scale back on how bad we're bashing AEW just in case we get to a point where we may be able to get some people. <laughs> I thought about that yeah. earlier today, just, you know, and that's a long way off. Um but I just, I mean, we can still be honest. I'm not asking anybody. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and, and tell people that I think a Young Bucks match is good. Um, sorry, it ain't going to happen. But I, I think, I think that's a good talking point. I think that's a good talking point to agree to disagree. Well, you mean as far as, you know, it, for lack of a better way to say it, just keep beating their asses and don't give a shit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's fair. No, that's, I, I think, no, I, I don't. We want to keep this. We're going to keep it as authentic as possible. And if something sucks, and it I'm sucks. with you. I'm with you. Yeah, folks, listen. And, and I'm not just talking to Kurt and Brandon when I say this. I'm talking to the listeners. Don't think for a second I'm suggesting that I want us to be less than true and authentic. I, if if there's nothing else I want for us three, it's for people to come to our show because we are going to be authentic. 
Um, I, it was just a thought I had earlier today. Um, fans, with that being said, fans, listen to me. I hope we got some fans out there, but listeners, um, we got a little something in the works, um, trying to snag a little bit of a legend to come on to the show with us. Um, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to jinx us. Um, hell, maybe even by talking about it, I'm jinxing us. But um, it's something I think that all three of us would be very excited about. Um, so fans, listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves, keep your fingers crossed for us and, and hope that we're we're able to reel, uh, reel that in. Um, with that being said, I want to remind everybody um, – I've been very bad about doing it, and I just shut down my computer. Shows how bad I am at doing it. I just want to remind everybody to check us out, the Wrestling With My Thought podcast on Podbean. Um, you can find us also on social media. On Facebook, we have both a, a, a official Facebook page, the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. We also have a Facebook group of the same name, the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast, and I say it like that for a very specific reason. There are other entities out there with wrestling with my thoughts in their name, uh, but as far as I've been able to know, we are the only the wrestling with my thoughts podcast. So be sure to look that that up. We're also on Instagram. You can find us at wwmt underscore podcast. If you want to reach us by email, we are at wwmtent at gmail.com. Um, I, I throw that out there because, um, first and foremost, I want y'all to follow us. <laughs> um, I, I want y'all to go on Podbean and blow this shit up. Um, give us likes. Give us reviews. I don't care if they're bad reviews. I just want to see something. We're seeing people... Download the episodes and listening to the episodes, but we're not getting that kind of, of interaction that we want. And we're working on some things right now to try to help that process. Uh, video being one of them and um, another interactive website um, that is still in the very, very early stages. But um, we, we are working to make this what we want it to be for you guys. We want this to be... A, a podcast by first and foremost wrestling fans for first and foremost wrestling fans. Um, we all three want to make money off doing this, but I don't want to do anything if my heart ain't in it. And I love wrestling. So um, I know uh, Kurt had an idea uh, for some, some upcoming episodes um, talking about um, our picks for greatest heel greatest baby face and greatest wrestler. Um, we don't know right now. We're going to talk a little bit more amongst ourselves about when we want to do that. We also have a guest coming on to the show, hopefully next week, but with the way weather has been in, in Georgia over the last week, may not be able to make that happen. But um, a gentleman who works uh, as an announcer and helps promote some of the shows here locally in Georgia uh, he's already agreed to come on with us. We were actually supposed to record with him this weekend. But as we mentioned, the uh, the weather in Georgia just didn't permit it. Um, I'm not going to go into what he does for a profession, but what he does for a profession actually played into uh, some of that stuff that went on 
uh, with regards to the storm. So keep your fingers crossed with that. Hopefully we'll have that next week. And before we wrap it up tonight, fellas, um, Royal Rumble. Uh, that's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I know we, we talked about that in the pregame. Uh, what do you all think about watching one of the old Rumbles? Um, maybe we come up with one that we all three think was uh, maybe the greatest Rumble ever. Or maybe we watch that very first Rumble and talk about the story behind it and why it came to fruition to begin with. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? I know I think uh, – uh, I can't remember which, which one of you guys brought it up. But, um, you know, where, where are your heads at on that? It's a good idea. Let's think about which one we're going to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a great idea. I have a, a couple of them that I will we'll do when we talk. Okay. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I, I think, but I think it's a great yeah, idea. I have a yeah, couple yeah. of them that I'm I, like I would love to do. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So let's say this: we've got we've got two weeks from now until the rumble. Um, the week before the rumble, let's look at at the very first one and talk about talk about it and why it came to be. Um, I think some younger fans may not know that story. Um, so we'll talk about that. And and, the, and next week, uh, in addition to having Mike on. Um, we can also uh, talk about um, whichever Royal Rumble we decide to watch. Um, because you're right, Brandon, there are there are several out there that are very, very good to watch. Um, now, with that said, gentlemen, we've got uh, Monday coming up tomorrow. I want to wish both of you uh, and your families a very good week. I hope you guys have a safe, happy, and uh, fruitful uh, week coming up. And uh, anything you want to lay down for us, Kurt, before we get out of here? Uh, everybody have a good night and uh, enjoy the Martin Luther King holiday tomorrow. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Uh, same. Just, um, everybody enjoy. Well, number one, enjoy the NFL playoffs. Get the, uh, get the, get the, get the real shit in while you can because season almost over. <laughs> um, uh, number, oh, and I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. Uh, Go Dogs laid that thing on TS, uh, uh, TCU uh, Monday night. They, 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 hey man, they, they, look. They, I'm about, nah, let me stop. I'm getting ready to start stuttering. <laughs> hey man, look. We laid that thing on TS. Look, man. Woo I thought Georgia was going to hang seventy on them. I really Damn. thought they oh, were. It, hey. They, they, could they, had have. Call, they had to call. No, they had to call the dogs off. It but they could have. But and I look. Hear me out before you jump all over me, because I got a feeling at least one of y'all gonna jump on me about this. I know they were overmatched. I know that there was, you know, realistically no chance that they were winning that game. But I think people should stop shitting on them, man, and just be happy that they they made it. They're a team that nobody would have ever expected to be in a national championship game. Man, let's keep it real. Ain't nobody want to see that dance. And, and look, you're right. You're you're probably 100%. But at the end of the day, like, I like the underdogs. And yeah. Let me rephrase that because I, I knew the dogs were going to win. But I just, I mean, I, I've seen some people clowning the shit out of TCU. Come on, man. They made it. Where's your team at? You know what I mean? Right. I agree. But, and, and you know what? I thought that it would have been more of a game because I really respected TCU as a program. I still do. Well, um, man, we put that thing. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah man, so the thing about it is, it should have been a better game. But I, in my opinion, and when they lost to Kansas State, I never thought they should have been there. Yeah, I, I feel like 
You got to get Alabama in there one way or another. Alabama is, you can't say that they're not one of the four top teams in the country. There's no way you can say that. And, and see, man, that's, that's they right. Lost, they, they lost, they lost, they lost, they lost, they lost two games by a total of four points to top 10 ranked teams. That, so you can't, so you can't just not leave, have them in there. As a Georgia fan, I was glad they wasn't in there. Those, those are the, yeah. those are some of the, some of the reasons. And, and and the and the other thing is, I think by the way TCU lost, it's gonna hurt smaller schools once they do start the playoff to not have them in there because of what happened. And then you got to go back to Cincinnati last year as well. Yep. Yeah, Our small schools do not fare well. They don't. And, and see that that that's that's why I like I like watching the football. Uh, for the sport of it, but that's why I cannot get engaged like like most people, like you two do, and like most other people do, especially here in the South. I I, I can't get in involved in in ball, go all in with college football just because of the bullshit that surrounds it leading up to the championship. It's gonna be the same teams every year, and, and, I, and I'm with you. And, and look, let me ask y'all this, Kurt. Your your team is Florida State, right? Oh, you got quiet on me. No, yes, it is. Oh, I was about to say, maybe you may be throwing me a middle finger right now, but no, no, no Florida State is my. <laughs> no, but, he's not. All right, no. so no, Florida State is my team. Okay, let let me take this out of the realm of college football, and you guys tell me your opinion on this. I'm going to take it out of the realm of college football for just a second to to kind of drive home my point. I'm a Denver Broncos fan, and let's say the Kansas City Chiefs wins the Super Bowl this year. I'm not going to say, hey, my team sucked this year, but at least the Super Bowl trophy came back to the AFC West. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. All day. I agree. College football, I know fans who have literally said – well, you know, Florida didn't win, but the championship's still in the SEC. Fuck that. Your team lost. Right. Yeah. They Did say that know? every year. Okay. Yeah, I, I just didn't know if that was like a of... me thing because I didn't get, I didn't like get engrossed in college football or what. Right. That just, it's just like Dallas Cowboy fans saying, hey, Uh-oh. well, we didn't win. Did get past the first game? We blew the first game again. But hey, at least somebody in NFC East won the Super Bowl. Kurt, yeah, that sure don't mean nothing. Kurt, let me take this one for you. Let me take this one for you. Hey, Brandon, the Cowboys in the playoffs, the Falcons sitting at home watching. I don't give a damn. Oh, know. yes, the you Cowboys, do. Oh, yes, you do. Nope, because well, every year with the Falcons, we know what we're going to get. We know. <laughs> so every time they go to the playoffs, we're shocked. We know they we're going to that No, but see, Dallas Cowboy and, fans and, like, that's going to the Super Bowl every year. Look what has happened the last so, 30 so, years. So listen, those are delusional Cowboy fans. When I was a Cowboy fan <laughs> after this season, I knew they ass wasn't going nowhere. We done boys. We done boys. They played the Super Bowl in almost 30 years. They have been to the and, NFC and, Championship in almost 30 years, man. And that's why that's why I'm dumping their ass now. <laughs> 30 years. But if you get on TV when Michael Irvin come on, oh, my God, I got to make sure I watch first take in the morning because I got to see Michael needs, Irvin. I got to see Michael needs, Irvin and Stephen A. So, no. They go to the so Super Bowl every should, year, according to him. So, this is what should happen. He shouldn't be on there tomorrow. He should be on there Tuesday after they lose. Oh, my God. Dun, dun, That's what he should be on. Yeah, I'm going to be at work in a meeting. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to be at work in the middle of a doggone meeting. 
Cause it's it's a work day for us. We don't have the students on too. But I'm gonna be in the middle of a dog on me when they come on. God damn it! Yeah. There's no there's no I reason to wait. be on there Monday. Be on there Tuesday after they lose. <laughs> this gonna be a whole shit show tomorrow. <laughs> we have, we should just do a special episode tomorrow. <laughs> hey, we, we we talked we we talked early in the pregame. There's gonna be some offshoot uh, special episodes, if you will. Hey, yeah. Yeah, we, we got to do one about football, man. Absolutely. All right. With Absolutely. That, with that being said, everybody, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, the episode didn't actually go as long. We did go over an hour and a half, but not nearly as, as long over as I thought we would. Um, yeah. But in a uh, moment of seriousness, um, and, and I feel confident in saying that, that Brandon and, and Kurt feel the same way, um, I, I honor the, the Dr. King holiday. Um, I don't look at it as just a day off work because I don't get the day off first and foremost, but um, I don't look at it like that. Um, I want to challenge everybody out there listening to go beyond just that 20, 30, 40 second clip they play of his speech in Washington and and read and listen to the entire speech. Yeah, absolutely. Then go beyond behind that. And see what he had to say about things in this country before he was assassinated. America has a a bad habit of commercializing and desensitizing some of the leaders that 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 uh, a lot of us look up to. Uh, Dr. King was known for nonviolence, but Dr. King also said post civil rights that he felt like he led his people into a burning house. And America yep. doesn't teach you about that. And I think that's something we need to learn. So tomorrow, if you're off work, do me a favor, please. Enjoy the day, but take time to listen. If nothing else, listen to the entirety of the I Have a Dream speech. Um, America uh, tends to give us these rose-colored glasses to look at that speech through. And it's a beautiful speech and it's an uplifting speech, but there's some shit where he was calling America out in that speech too. Don't be fooled. Definitely. I agree. Well said. Well said. Well said. Um, I'm actually going to take tomorrow. I've never been to the Civil Rights Museum here and I'm going to get up and go. I haven't been been to that museum. Brandon, if you get a chance, um, May I ask, as a personal favor, if you get a chance tomorrow, and I know it's going to be crowded as hell downtown tomorrow, but if you get a chance, go by Old Fire Station number six. It's across the street from the King Center on Auburn. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly where it is. My grandfather used to work there um, for 30 years. He was a fireman there. That was the first firehouse in the city of Atlanta that was integrated. Um, Uh Check it out. They've got a nice little exhibit set up there talking about the whole history behind that. Um, and, and for, for me, I would love you to see it. Um, I used to play in that firehouse as a kid. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know they had turned that into a museum until the last time I was by there. It was actually for an assignment that I did my, um, when I was in grad school. I, I don't remember how, um, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I didn't either. I actually went over there thinking it was still a, a, a operational fire firehouse. I was going to go in and ask the chief or whoever was there if I could look around because my grandfather used to work there. Yeah. Um, that's how I found out it was a museum. So if you get a chance to check it out, man, please do. Um, uh, you, I will. 
You can you can see where uh, uh, young Ron G used to run around and play, and Ron was on the pole at one point in time. Oh God, like firehouse pole well, that is. As a matter of fact, while well, I'm gonna add that, on that, on that, not on that note, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Right, yeah, because that just went all yeah. Brothers, yeah. I love y'all. Thank y'all for, for uh, doing this with me. All right, man. I love y'all too. Y'all have a good night. All right, love y'all too, man. Peace. See you. See y'all. Holla.